0: Welcome and thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption with Kelly Rourke Scarry where we delve into the issues of adoption from every angle of the adoption triad. Kelly is the executive director, president, and co-founder of Building Arizona Families Adoption Agency in Phoenix, Arizona, the Donna K. Evans Foundation, and the You Before Me campaign. She has a bachelor's degree in family studies and human development, and a master's degree in education with an emphasis in school counseling. She was adopted when she was three days old, she was born to a teen birth mother, raised in a closed adoption, and reunited with her birth mother in 2007. Our goal with the Birth Mother Matters and Adoption podcast is to spread awareness and education about the beautiful choice that is adoption.
1: Today, we are going to talk about how adoption does not make you pregnant. I was actually looking at some different adoption blogs uh, on the internet, and I came across this one with the same title, Adoption Does Not Make You Pregnant, by Deanna Kaler, and this was posted on March 9th, 2018. And... The title really grabbed me. Over the past 20 years, people will make the comment, oh, if you are struggling with infertility and you want to get pregnant, just start the adoption process and you will magically get pregnant. The validity that I can see regarding to adoption, whether or not it helps influence your chances of getting pregnant, are for some women who are struggling with infertility, the women that I've spoken with have really emotionally struggled as well and mm-hmm. becomes their focus and it's all encompassing when they're going through the infertility process and when they're trying to conceive and when you hyper focus on something and you it really consumes you and stresses you out that can mess with a woman's monthly cycle which in turn affects your um, reproductive system okay and what i have you know in talking with women when they're that stressed and they are that fixated and their emotions are all over the place, some women may not have a regular cycle during that time due to stress. And when they begin the adoption process and they get into it and they're situated with a birth mother and they're just focusing on that and taking the focus off of trying to get pregnant,
0: they relax.
1: Yeah, it relaxes. And okay. so, I, I would say this is not common. I've seen it maybe ten times in twenty years.
0: Okay, but it does happen. But, well, sure, sure, okay. it does.
1: Um, uh, the statistics are what you're more likely to die by coconut versus <laughs> heart attack, but many people won't get in the water too. So it, it happens. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't.
0: Um, you wouldn't plan off. on it. So, like, you wouldn't use it as a way to try to get pregnant.
1: <laughs> no. Just okay. like I wouldn't intentionally lay under, you know, a coconut tree that looks like it's about to shed all of its coconuts either.
0: Right. Okay.
1: swim women shark-infested waters.
0: <laughs> yeah, why tempt fate? Right, I gotcha.
1: In other words, you're not suddenly, you know, once you sign the contract and the deadline, you're not suddenly going to be like, okay, let's go take a test. So women and men that are talking about planning out their family and mm-hmm. looking down the road of wanting to have children, if, if they are struggling with infertility, which is very, very common, very common. Adoption is definitely an option, but mm-hmm. I want to talk about what that really looks like for somebody who is struggling with infertility, because adoption may not be their first choice. And that's something that needs to really be considered because you're affecting not just your own emotions, feelings and future family, but you're also impacting the adoptee and the birth mother. Right. So I really want to jump in. So the percentage of women aged 15 to 49 who have used infertility services is about 12.2%.
0: So one in 10 women.
1: Well, yeah because it's 12.2. So that's, that's significant. Mm -hmm. Um, For many people, families, when you find that there is a problem with your reproductive organs, and you didn't know that that was coming down the road, that can really, really impact you emotionally, physically, and financially. And so when women learn that this is going to take a little bit of um, more work to become pregnant or to have a child that's a really hard pill sometimes to accept what's really important is going through the stages of grief because you have to grieve your infertility to move on to the next step and those five stages of grief and we've talked about this before Mm -hmm. are denial anger bargaining sadness and acceptance and again you don't go through them in that particular order Uh, sometimes you go in a different order sometimes you'll circle back around and go through a couple of the stages more than once Mm -hmm. and it's important to, to go through those stages and sometimes you know this isn't something you can just work through on your own you may need to see a counselor or a psychologist to help you uh get through this and you know the men who are in a relationship with somebody who's struggling with infertility may also have to go through the grieving process. It's not just the women. We need to recognize that the men who want to become a dad also may be struggling just, just as much. Right. There was a study done by Iran J. Reprod Medical in 2012. The study was titled Factors Associated with Adoption Acceptance Rate from the Viewpoint of Infertile Couples. Okay. So this is fascinating to me. So again, we're looking at factors associated with adoption acceptance rate from the viewpoint of infertile couples. So because adoption is one option that you can visit if you struggle with infertility and you want to build a family, this is fascinating because we can look at the background of, okay, this couple struggled with infertility because of this and they chose the adoption route, and this is how happy they are with the choice that they ultimately made. So the results are this. There was a significant statistical relationship between adoption acceptance, value scores, and marriage duration of a couple, and the presence of adoption backgrounds in male relatives. There is no statistically significant relationship between age, gender, education level, honest of infertility, and number of previous referrals for an infertility solution, and presence of adoption backgrounds in female relatives. So let's find out what we learned from this. The conclusion of this was adoption as an alternative option to infertility treatment needs to be more considered as a medical, social, and cultural issue. So that's fascinating.
0: So it's saying that in the male side, in the man side, there's, more acceptance of adoption if there's been more adoptions in his family or in his circle. Correct. Okay. That made Correct. sense. Okay.
1: And let's say the average age was 24 to 34 for women and men was 28 to 38. The major cause of infertility in 69 couples, the male factor accounted for 34.5%, and in 58 couples, 28.8%, it was the female. So, in other words, when they're saying that 34% of it was the male was, was responsible for the infertility mm-hmm. and twenty-eight percent was was due to the female, what's very interesting is in 25 couples, 12.5% were both the male and the female, either one of them. Um, in 48 couples, which, is, which represents 24.3%, there was, they couldn't find a reason as to why they couldn't have children.
0: Hmm. So So it could be psychological or or mental. They have some kind of thing. Got
1: it. Yep. Uh, So I think that that was really, really interesting because, again, we're breaking down. Okay, so this is where the statistic that we talked about in the beginning Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, if you relax and take your mind off of trying to become pregnant and focus it on something else will you then even out your cycle and calm your reproductive organs down? And does it then happen on its own? So that's,
0: right.
1: that's what I found was, was really interesting.
0: You kind of eliminate that performance anxiety type thing.
1: Exactly. Yeah. One thing that you also need to consider is if you are infertile or you're struggling with fertility issues and you really are looking at adoption as a viable option, again, you want to fully grieve the fertility issues you want to fully fully group that because when you embark on an adoption journey you want to make sure that you're present that you're in the moment and you're not standing at the door of an adoption you know with a uh, u-haul in the driveway of all your baggage and worries and
0: fears with you right you're you're cheating yourself out of the entire experience, which you should be going through, which we've talked about before is like a roller coaster. You want to experience it.
1: Right. And and again, by not being present and not fully experiencing it, you're doing a disservice to the birth mother who's also in this journey Mm and the adoptive child, depending on how, how it works out. So when you have come to the place that you are realizing that, you are are not able to obtain and sustain a pregnancy Mm -hmm. uh, resulting in the birth of a child. And you make the decision that uh, adoption is the route that you're gonna go. The first thing you really need to do is grieve the infertility to make sure that you can get yourself emotionally in the right place. The second thing you need to do is decide that you're more interested in becoming a mom or a dad or family than you are in being pregnant. You want to make sure that you are able to have grieved the loss of the dream of being pregnant. I mean, pregnancy is so celebrated now with all of the gender reveals and the baby showers and those kind of things. You can still work into an adoption. But I know that when I was a little girl and I wanted to have children, it was really important for me to experience pregnancy. And that has to be something that, you know, you understand when you are doing an adoption that it's easier said than done than to get over that mindset of, okay, so I'm not going to, you know, feel the baby kicking inside of me. I'm not going to experience firsthand labor and delivery. You may be in the room, but it's not going to be you that the focus is on in that moment.
0: Right. And I think on the on the man side, you need to get over. Because we have this thing in our head, guy, as guys, okay, this is my offspring, and I'm 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 furthering my not just my name, but my my DNA and you know my right. genes.
1: It, when you adopt the child, the child will have your name,
0: right? But it wouldn't have your quote unquote DNA and yep. your genes. Right. Mm-hmm. So you got to yeah. get over that as a man.
1: Yeah, and I think that that is one that is probably one of the. Um, Ingrained traits that men have
0: mm-hmm.
1: to continue population. I mean, right? Like isn't that something that's
0: right, to continue your family line. I mean, and I think we're all fascinated with it. But like when you go to twenty three and me, for instance, and you learn about your heritage, you wanna keep that going in a way. But with adoption, if that's the route you're going, you need to come to terms with that and reconcile those feelings because you're still continuing your name and your legacy, but you got to get over the DNA aspect of it.
1: And I think that's really valuable information because it goes along with the next step is getting on the same page with your partner about adoption. I have often seen couples that start the adoption process. And as we're doing the home study and getting them ready to begin to move into an adoption program, There's one partner that's very interested in adopting and another that is not. And we actually will hold couples back from entering into the adoption process. And it could be for the reason that you just stated. The next step would be determining what kind of adoption you want to pursue, whether you want to do the newborn baby adoption, international adoption, or like foster adoption. What else I see that's very common is couples that have tried their fertility interventions and tried to become pregnant with the help of a specialist are often frustrated. It didn't work. They weren't able to conceive on their own. They went to um, a medical office, probably spent thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, not to mention the emotions, the time, the sadness, the grief when it didn't work. And now they're coming into adoption. And it's important that Adoption not be looked at as a third choice because, you know, they wanted to naturally become pregnant without any interventions and mm-hmm. that wasn't possible. But they tried with interventions and that's not possible. So now adoption. My heart goes out to every couple that, that struggles with this, but it's important to stop those feelings before you start a new journey. You need to come into it as strong as you can, you know, with your mindset of that you're going to make the most of this adoption. And it shouldn't really be like, well, I guess there's no other way, you know, it, right. because again, not that's not going to do anybody any favors.
0: Right. And if you go into it with a positive attitude, the chances are so much better that you're going to come out and be and Realize that this was the beautiful choice that you were meant to take in the first place, whether it was your idea of the first choice or not.
1: Correct. I, I wholeheartedly believe that. When you have reached this, I think it's important to do a check, you know, with a, a professional before you are a hundred percent sure that you're ready to move to the next step. Because you want to make sure that you have don't have any underlying emotional issues that you know you could address in counseling and work through them you want to make sure that you and your spouse are in a good place, you know, trying to become pregnant and going through infertility treatments with the medication and how that affects you emotionally. And, you know, the havoc it plays with your hormones and everything else that can really take a toll on a couple Mm -hmm. as as individuals, it can really take a toll. And so we want to make sure that you are in the best mental place, emotionally and physically to start the adoption process. So, when you connect with an adoption professional, I think it's really important to share your story and your journey so that they can help you because after being in the adoption world for almost twenty years professionally, I will say that I've seen a lot. I've seen couples that that think that they're ready to go and they're not. Hmm. Um, make use of resources that are available to you. You know if there are infertility group counseling sessions where you reside, go to them, see if that helps you individual counseling, couples counseling, uh, grief counseling, all those are really important to make sure that you're at, you're at your best. I think that sometimes when we really want something, we will think, okay, well, the end justifies the means mm-hmm. and I want to get this process started. I'll do counseling as I'm in the process. I'll just, you know, kind of fake it till I make it. And, and that is doing a huge disservice to you and your family, your future family, your right. current family. I think it's really important to address all of those issues. And again, my heart really goes out to people who have to kind of make a a different turn down their journey to become parents because that can be very difficult. But adoption is a, a beautiful choice for both the birth mother and the adoptive family.
0: We have a Pregnancy Crisis Hotline available 24-7 by phone or text at 623-695-4112, or you can reach us on our toll-free number, 1-800-340-9665. We can make an immediate appointment with you to get you to a safe place, provide food and clothing, and help you get started on creating an Arizona adoption plan, or just give you more information. Check out our blogs on our website at azpregnancyhelp.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by looking for AZ Adopt Podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure to rate and review us on whatever platform you use to listen to us and tell your friends about us. Birth Mother Matters in Adoption was written and produced by Kelly rourke Scary and edited by me. Thanks go out to Grapes for letting us use their song I Don't Know as our theme song. Join us next time on Birth Mother Matters and Adoption. For Kelly rourke Scary, I'm Ron Raines, and we'll see you then.